Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Hello. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Hope you're having a beautiful week. Yeah. I mean, we are recording on Mondays now, so like, this is a good way to start the week. Um, yeah, so far, so good. I actually, I, I actually had a win today. Um, it's a parenting win. So if you're not a parent, you might not totally understand, but, uh, started swimming lessons today and they're not like normal swimming lessons. These are like water survival with like a, with a sprinkling of the splashing and the games and the songs. Um, and of course it's, it's not super conveniently located for me. Uh, but we made it work and, uh, my daughter had a blast and she was actually like really good at all the skills. So, you know, I'm hoping that she'll be like an Olympian someday. Maybe, or at (laughs) least won't drown. Both. She won't drown. I mean, both are worth celebrating. So yeah, big win. (laughs) Um, I don't want to speak too soon, but I found a new accountant and I met with him <laughs> a few days ago. And I feel like I, this has been a, a win that we've heard before. I'm feeling season. hopeful. If you don't know the behind the scenes of my life, I've had two accountants <laughs> two years in a row that have both not filed my GST for me. And if you're not a business owner, that might mean nothing to you, but basically the CRA comes looking for some money from me every August when I think I already paid it in April. So it's been yeah. two years, two different accountants. And I think I found one. I'm really hoping I found one that like actually clicks and he like really made taxes make sense to me on Friday. So that's hopeful. And yeah, we'll see where it goes. But it was a big like stress for me just dealing with all of that all over again. So it's a win to just yeah. like, feel like it's dealt with for now and we'll cross that bridge when we get there yeah hopefully we don't i agree (laughs) taxes are stressful like anyways but for a business owner like i don't know if people truly understand and i know that jill and i've talked about this before but when you are like a sole proprietor of your business you not only do we have to do like the personal training and the nutrition coaching part but we do everything else behind the scenes except jill has a virtual assistant which is lovely but we do like, you know, bookkeeping and advertising and marketing and, and all those things that like you wouldn't think trainers really have to do, but we do them and they suck. And when something goes askew, it is not only super annoying, but it's super stressful and it takes away from our FaceTime with clients. Yeah. And it's sucks. just like, I do a lot of things in my business, but I don't want taxes to be one of those. And I actually debated learning how to do them myself. But That was option B this time around. <laughs> and like I just incorporated my business. So it's like a whole new world. And I'm just like, no. People new world. So I don't have to do my taxes. So Yes, pay I'm, people to do things you don't want to do. I'm just That's really a great business that, tip. That it goes good. But I guess. Me too. Fingers crossed over we'll here. Fingers Just crossed over here. When next year. Let's hope not. Well, I'll bookmark it and we'll look back and see. Uh, cool. So we, today, 
Yeah, we have a cool episode. Oh, you you segue, Jill. Okay, I'll segue. What a change of events. Um, I just got distracted by how my ADHD brain just took over. I just got distracted by how dusty the lamp is in my office. So I'll be cleaning that after. But that's not what we're talking about today on the pod. Don't worry. (laughs) Uh, We are going to talk about like where we think fitness trends are going into 2023, I guess, and kind of in to the fall and winter and what we've kind of seen over on social media. And this is kind of stemming, uh, I think I messaged Jill about this a while ago. I saw a TikTok. It was probably a TikTok. Who are we kidding? That was talking about how this person thought that fitness trends were going sort of back to the yoga Pilates um, thigh gap era. And I think that's crap. I don't think that that's where it's going at all. Which that's yeah, this, and that's the end of the wrong. podcast. <laughs> and they're wrong. Um, I like. I think Pilates is great. I go very occasionally with my mom to uh, raise the bar, and it's always really hard. And my mother always kicks my butt in it. But I also don't think like all we need to do. Like my mom's a perfect example. She like strength trains a couple times a week. Goes to Pilates once, maybe throws in a yoga class. But there was a heavy trend for a while of people being like, here's my Pilates routine or come with me to Pilates. And everyone, everyone that lifts heavy was kind of sitting there panicking me like, oh, God, please don't tell me this is where we're headed, that we only do Pilates now. Yeah. And I feel like the, the thing is, is that. And you'll hear the thing is, is and I've heard this from cyclists and runners all the time is they're like, well, I don't have to do. You know, I don't have to do strength training because I I ride uphill or I run uphill. And here's the thing. That's not resistance training. No. Your muscles are not going to get any stronger. The only thing you're going to get better at is running and biking up a hill. Um, Which are so, good things to be good at. Right. If that's, your, if that's your sport. However, if you are, like, debilitated from, like, picking up your kid, I'm sorry, but you can't bike up enough hills to make you strong to carry your toddler around all day. You just can't. Um, Nothing is going to give you the same uh, stimulus as resistance training other than resistance training. Mm -hmm. And by resistance training, I mean weights, bands, all those kinds of things. Um, And I know Pilates, they make it look really cool with the like reformer thing and um, to be honest, I've never tried it. Um, not, but with, not with the reformer. I've done it like early two thousands when it was just body weight and like lots of pulsing. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I think my brain needs more. That's fair. I, uh, I did last time I did it. I did like Matt Pilates, which is exactly as it sounds. You're on the ground and they give you a little ball and a band. And I was like, <laughs> I'm either going to die or hate every second of this. And um, neither happened. I think it was good as like a nice little switch up. And I told my mom, like, I would come once a month with her, whatever it may be, because I just think it's good for your body to experience different stimulus. But I think if I was doing that three, four days a week, like I left might not be the vibe for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I think it's cool 
to have little things that you throw into your routine that you just enjoy doing, not mm -hmm. even for the sake of like body progress or, you know, we're looking for some kind of result. The result just being that it makes you happy. And if that's mm -hmm. yoga or Pilates with your mom or hiking or even if you just jump in the pool and swim some laps or you're at the ca cabin and you decide to swim out to a dock and come back like you know I did that this weekend and I haven't swam I've I think I've said this before on the pod I haven't swam since 2017 which is when I went to world championships for triathlon and I jumped in the I was swimming with my daughter and my husband and I was like you know what I'm gonna swim to the buoy and come back and I just like you know, a little bit of front crawl, a little bit of breaststroke, a little bit of butterfly, just to say that I still can. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Perfect. And for another, you know, six years. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's actually one of the, one of the things I've been seeing a lot that I really hope continues on social media and in the fitness world is women and men and Kishis and they them and all the people doing a million forms of movement maybe not yeah. probably aggressive but just like not feeling like the only way to move is in the gym or if you pick like group fitness that's the only way you can get your movement mm -hmm. and it's been a conversation I've had with clients endless amounts of times is like getting our brains to believe that movement doesn't have to be the hardest thing we've ever done to count and yeah. I'm sure you've had that conversation too with clients that are like, well, I only did this or I only did that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. get the only out of that sentence. You went for a walk. Great. You played with your kids. Great. You did yeah. six squats because you had a minute to do it. Great. And I think we're getting more accepting that like movement can come in many forms and many lengths and it doesn't have to be this organized form of movement or the hardest thing you've ever done to count. I agree. and. I said this on our last recording, so I hope these this is the order we're going to go with, um, is that I had a client who she is running and she was like, I know I'm weak. I need to add some strength training, but I just don't have time to go to the gym. And I was like, can you give me five minutes? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, can you do it right before you go for a run or even like right after the warm up portion of your run? And she was like, absolutely. And I was like, cool. Here's your three exercises. Yeah. Go. Yeah. And like, the thing is, is it doesn't have to be like a four day program or like some sort of upper lower split, like where you go to the gym and like some people just don't have that time and maybe they won't always be that way. Or maybe they're just in a season where it doesn't work. But I think as coaches, so if there's other coaches listening to this, we need to recognize that not everybody is going to come to the gym and stay there for an hour and then leave and go home. Some people are never going to step in those doors or some people are going to be able to do 20 minutes or whatever it is. Um, and that's okay. It can be good enough. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of convincing our brains of that too, especially if we're athletes or things like that, because mm -hmm. all we know is that was really fucking hard. <laughs> we don't really know any different. Um, but I think seeing that on social media and seeing more people participate in movement that way, 
always helps as much as we say like don't compare yourself to people on social media let's not let's not pretend that we're not all scrolling most of the day um, oh my so gosh it always helps to see yeah. those things like even i think it's ridiculous how often we catch ourselves comparing right even uh you know other coaches where they're at in their you know, journeys or the like, there's been people that have said, Oh, wow, I can't believe you're, you're running like three times a week. And I'm like, well, yeah, but that's like the one thing that I can schedule in my day that works right now. Um, going out to CrossFit classes doesn't always work every week. Um, so yeah, so right now, my CrossFit classes are few and far between but i will get back to it it just you know it's just not working at the moment it's it's a little too difficult with timing and stuff so mm -hmm. ah, it's fine i'm never gonna give it up but i can also do it at home so yeah yeah you know seasons mm -hmm. it all comes and goes and i think with that another thing and i we can thank probably the trend of hot girl walks this summer for it but I've seen a lot more walking on social media and a lot more people mm. just being like hey if the only thing you have time for energy for or the threshold for because that's a big one movement can add stress instead of reducing it depending on what we're trying to do um, if that's where you're at and you have time to go for a 10 minute walk every day after dinner or when you wake up in the morning or on your lunch break that's better than nothing and I think walking is one of the most underrated activities for both health and fat loss like if you're looking to up your movement walking mm -hmm. is the one thing that you need nothing except the, your feet <laughs> to do so yeah. it's not like you need a gym membership that you don't need equipment you literally just walk out of your house and ta-da you're doing it. So if you're looking old, to improve health, start walking. <laughs> good old non-exercise activity thermogenesis right yeah. there. And the thing is, is like, I, I really like that you pointed out that sometimes adding more exercise can be stressful. And we know that if we increase stress in our bodies, we're going to have a heck of a time losing weight or fat, whatever, whatever way you're trying to do it. Or even if you are training for performance, if you add another workout in, that might not be what your body needs. Maybe your body needs more movement, but not that kind, right? So, um, yeah, and we can't really, we can't even like, I always say to my postpartum runners, don't negate your daily walk pushing the stroller. That's actually one of the steps that we tell people is like, just to kind of see if you're ready, if you can push the stroller on a 40 minute walk and not have symptoms, that's impact that we can show um, a sign of like a rep of success. So we can't, they're not, your walks are not benign, right? It's you're, you're getting your heart rate up slightly. You're moving outside vitamin D, you know, like there's so many benefits to walking. I don't even, we should even have a whole podcast on walking because <laughs> there's so many good things about walking. Um, 
but yes, I do like the trend that people are walking in. I kind of think that it actually started um, at the beginning of COVID when that was one of the things that, because people found themselves at home and they just needed to get out of the house, but they couldn't really go anywhere else. So people started walking and I think that people kept it as like a thing that they just do either as a family or maybe you got a dog over COVID and now you're stuck walking your dog every day or whatever. But um, it was definitely one of the good things to come out of being in a global pandemic. And I'm not sad about that. Yeah. And even I've noticed that during COVID, you would just find things that took up more of your time and more of your day. So I yes. started rollerblading more places because I had the time to do it. And even this summer, I've been like biking to the gym or rollerblading. It was like 30 degrees the other day and I rollerbladed to go buy my dog her birthday present. And I didn't bring my <laughs> yes. dog because it was happy, too Happy birthday, Nola. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was too hot to bring her. So I rollerbladed by myself. And last year, I honestly probably would have never done that by myself. I would have thought it was useless if I didn't have my dog. But I had the time to rollerblade instead of yeah. drive. And Love with it. gas prices, yeah I'm taking wheels on my feet any day so agreed agreed and sometimes any way to get anywhere without driving your car right now is a good thing but yeah walking rollerblading biking all good things Mm -hmm. we love to see it yeah um this one might be a little bit controversial and (laughs) that's okay (laughs) um You can let me know your thoughts and feelings if you're listening. Um, But I saw a pod or saw a TikTok, not a podcast. I saw a TikTok the other day talking about the body positivity world. And this is not me shaming or bashing in any way. But she was talking about from her personal experience, her exact words were the body positivity world kept me fat. And again, might be a little aggressive, But I think her point was very valid and it really got me thinking that the hard lines we've drawn in the fitness industry aren't always doing everyone the favor they do a person. So as a fat loss coach, I hear it all the time. Diet culture is toxic. Fat loss is toxic. Don't buy into people telling you you need to lose weight. And I will never tell anyone they need to lose weight or fat. But if people come to me looking for that support have the education and knowledge to do it in a safe and manageable way but I find those hard lines sometimes don't do everyone favors so she was talking about from her personal experience how the whole love your body through every phase and there was a part she pointed out from like an article she had read that said to accept your body and its size no matter your phase or like external things going on or lifestyle choices. And that's where her and I both kind of disagreed. Um, It just kind of reminded me of when like intuitive eating coaches are like, ah, just eat whatever you want, whenever you want. And I'm like, that's, that's not the point. And if I did that, I'd probably weigh 400 pounds and not be able to breathe. So. (laughs) Well, and okay, to start off eating, whatever you want, whenever you want, is not very intuitive. So we can't really call it intuitive eating, can we? And as an intuitive eating coach, that also irks me because people will say, I did intuitive eating once. It didn't work for me. And I was like, 
Yeah. But the thing is, is intuitive eating isn't something you do one time like keto or intermittent fasting. It's something you're supposed to do for the rest of your life. So if it was unsustainable for you, you didn't do it right. And I know it seems weird to say that you did intuitive eating wrong, but there actually is methodology behind it and methodology that I coach. So, and so like, if you don't do it intuitively, you're like, you're doing it wrong. There's no other way to say it. Um, And I also feel like, you know, when you were saying about body positivity and whatever, why do we have to be in a category? Like, right? Like, why can't we be a little bit of this and a little bit of that? And yes, I love my body right now and what it's capable of and whatever. But also, you know what? I kind of want to change this. And why is that like not okay? Yeah. And I think that was her thing was just like, sometimes different ways of coaching really buy into it doesn't matter what size you are what health you are that's how your body's meant to be which is not always true depending on how you're choosing to treat your body if i ate mcdonald's and ate four thousand calories every day i can't write that off as well this is the size my body's meant to be because Mm -hmm. my lifestyle choices had an impact on that so i think for me And a big thing I would love to see is just learning what healthy looks like in your body. And I talk about this all the time, being a fat loss coach, finding a diet that works for you because diet by definition is the foods we eat. So Mm -hmm. I don't really care for the like anti-diet culture and I get what they mean. It's the trendy fad, unsustainable diets, but We also have to understand that diet literally means the food we put in our bodies. So I hope in the new year and the rest of this year, we see a lot more of find what works for you, do what makes you feel best in your body. If that's tracking macros, cool. If that's truly learning how to intuitively eat and listening to your body that way, cool. If it's less carbs at lunch because you want more energy in the evening cool but we don't have to abide by this one way of eating or this one style of life it's a if it's not what makes us feel good in our bodies and actually lets us be healthy in our bodies no matter what healthy looks like to you i think i think the important thing there is health is not like a singular definition when it goes from person to person right so where I know that there's certain choices and decisions that I make that make me feel healthier. Those might not be the same choices for somebody else either. And I, I do like the like health, health at every size um, in a way that, because there's a lot of people in larger bodies that are very healthy people and they are eating well and fueling their bodies and they're strong a F. And so I think that being in a bigger body, there's a, well, there's a big stigma around people just automatically assuming that don't work out, not healthy, you're, you know, pre-diabetic, like all these crazy things. And, and I mean, (laughs) go back and listen to our episode with Erica about diabetes and the stigma that she faced. But the thing is, is like, yeah, like, but I also see what you're saying, Jill, with the okay, but 
you might need to look yourself in the mirror and be like, am I truly living my healthiest life? Whatever that means. Mostly healthy choices. Exactly. You can't be preaching health at every size and be um have zero movement in your life and you know like the 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 least nutrient dense foods possible and living off of you know full fat or full calorie soda and like all those kinds of things like I don't think we you could truly look at yourself and be like yes I'm living my best health right now um and and maybe that's a hard thing to for people to hear but you know not too long ago somebody asked me some very tough questions about how I was viewing my postpartum recovery and it did really help actually to hear that and be like who can I look myself in the mirror and like am I being honest with myself right now and I was like shit Jess no you not and it totally changed my outlook moving forward and I think that I've I think I'm like twice the athlete I used to be now. Mm -hmm. So, but I also think that like, yeah, it's, it's super tough and it's super tough to be, I think, I don't think we're ever in one category always. I think we're just like super fluid. Like some days I'm like, yep, I'm totally body neutral, whatever. And sometimes I'm like, is my stomach ever going to look somewhat similar? Probably not, but maybe I'm okay with that. Yeah. Most days. And I would also like to disclaim, because I know this is an important topic too. We chatted about it with Erica. There's nothing wrong with being fat. I love that women are like reclaiming that as a positive thing. But if that's what's healthy for you. And I think at the end of the day, like you just have to, like you said, kind of look in the mirror and be like, am I making good choices for myself? Is my body... Mm -hmm the healthiest it needs to be for what I want to do with it. Because if you don't want to hike mountains, you don't need the cardio to hike mountains. But um, just being like, oh, my body is what it is. I eat what I want and I do what I want or do nothing. And that's healthy. That might not always be the most true. Well, and I think that it's good. We have, we have some people like we have like Lizzo who's like, being really healthy in a bigger body we're seeing lots more things like that where people are um influencers in bigger bodies there's a really cool girl on tiktok i think her name is alicia Mm -hmm. um and her husband is like super jacked and super physically fit and her and she does crazy workouts together i think he's a personal trainer actually but um, people say the meanest things to her and like, and about like their relationship and stuff. And I'm like, first of all, how dare you like judge who's together and who's yeah. not. But, um, but anyway, she's really cool about being like, yeah, like I'm just, I live living my healthiest life. I am in a bigger body. This is me. If you don't like it, you don't have to follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is great. And, and I actually really do enjoy her content. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's, there's a difference between, um, you know, being like, and I'm sure maybe, I don't know if she's, I, you know what, I actually don't follow enough to know if she's like truly body positive or if she's more of that neutral. 
outside. I think she's pretty, like, from what I've seen, she'll fully accept days where she's like, yeah, I'm not feeling it today. And, like, that's okay. Yeah. And um, I think it comes down to, for me, just letting people do what they want and letting healthy look different in everyone's body and not feeling like you either have to track macros or you have mm-hmm. to fully intuitive eat. Like, they're, you can do whatever the heck you want. We're literally on a floating rock in space. Eat the foods that make you feel good. <laughs> Eat the foods that make you feel happy. <laughs> Do the things in your body that make you feel we, good. Guys, we're literally on a floating rock in like, space. This I just don't care is. What you eat. I love that. <laughs> as long as it's, you feel good about it. It is true. It is true. And it's um it's funny. So I had a client today message me and say, So question about the pre-workout thing. We're working on eating before she works out. She works out at lunchtime and then she's like, I'm super hungry by the time I'm finished my work. I'm like, duh, hello, insert the pre-workout snack. And she asked me, so, cause I was like, oh yeah, like sometimes some trail mix is like a really great pre-workout, right? It's got fats, carbs, lots of energy, let's go. And she was like, well, how much of this little individual trail mix am I supposed to eat? And I was like, and she's like, the whole thing is 300 calories. I know I'm not supposed to be looking right now, but, and I was like, well, She's like, I settled on half. So let me know what you think. And I was like, well, I'm going to ask you an important question right now. And that is, did that fuel you for your workout? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I really did. And I was like, okay, so today half was the perfect amount. Yeah. And maybe tomorrow you need three quarters and the next day you need a handful. But sometimes the amount it doesn't actually matter. It's a feeling that we're looking for. We're looking to feel satisfied and energized. We're not necessarily being like, I'm only allowed to have half because if your body needs some energy because maybe you didn't sleep well or you had a big workout the day before or whatever it is, you're allowed to eat the whole individual pack of trail mix. It'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's just finding... Finding the the diet that works for you and making your own rules with food and or having no rules with food. I don't care what you do with your nutrition as long as you feel good about it. So yeah, I think as long as as long as it's not intermittent fasting, ladies. I know most of our listeners are females. And I just shared a post today that was talking about the evidence that um while fasting may work and have positive results for men it actually is shown to have negative results for women and the reason for that is hormones yeah and if you're having trouble with your hormones you should talk to jill (laughs) (laughs) but i'm just i just i made up a song about hormones but anyways just saying as long as you're not fasting you can pretty much do whatever you want yeah and that's (laughs) We don't need to shame anyone for eating differently than how we do. And we don't need to shame people for how their body looks because you don't know how they feel in their body. And I will add in there, and maybe this is a good almost ending point, is if someone is shaming you for your body, for your food choices, for your workout routine, it is 100% about them and has nothing to do with you. It's always about their insecurity. So if they're shaming you about your body, they have problems with theirs. And if they're shaming you about your nutrition, they need help with their nutrition or their workout routine or whatever it is. So shamers, take a look in the mirror. 
hang out with yourself for a while see what happens. Yeah, maybe you need to i'm gonna ask you but, some tough questions <laughs> but yeah that's kind of where i'm at in the health and fitness world and i'm just hopefully excited i know the health and fitness world will never be judgment free um but just allowing people to kind of find what works for them and let go of those more you're in this category or that category or x y and z it can just be like this is just what i eat and how i choose to move my body and i feel good about it and that's all that matters so if you guys have any trends you've seen or any content creators that you think are really awesome and kind of spreading the word um feel free to let us know i'm gonna do a shameless plug that if you're looking for hormone support i'm actually running well it'll be started by the time this podcast goes out it hasn't currently but i'm doing 100 days nope that's a lie i decided 100 was too many 50 days of hormone <laughs> tips on tiktok so um every day for 50 oh, days there'll be like I'm, a little i'm so lucky i already follow you on tiktok yeah, every day for 50 days, there'll be a little like tip or routine oh, or something fabulous to better support your body. I was going to do 100 days and then I started listing them and I was like, whoa, 100 is a lot. So um, <laughs> if you're looking for some free resources, honestly, my TikTok is more consistent and a lot more content, but um, you can find me over there at jill.april and then over on TikTok at coachjill.april. And you can find the podcast, as always, over Lattes and Lifting Podcast on Instagram. And you can find me at JLAC Fitness. I don't have anything super exciting coming up. Um, other than that, I'm just busy with clients right now. Love that. And yeah. we will uh, hope you guys are enjoying having a couple more podcast episodes a month. And you should be seeing some video clips up on our social media as well. So hope you're enjoying Yay. Some new things, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye.